It's game week. We made it. We made it. Though I, I guess there is a – oh, am I too hot? Sorry. I guess there is a part of us – you know, it is only Monday. It is game week. But as I've tried to preach so many times, just because game week rolls along doesn't necessarily mean all of our non-game stories suddenly disappear. <laughs> There's still a, a myriad of conversations and, and new information about – the conference alignment for the Big 12. Hell, I guess you could throw the ACC in there. Obviously, the Big 10 and the the remaining Pac-10 teams. There's still a handful of other sports that are currently happening beyond just the countdown to college football. I mean, you had, you had soccer and volleyball this weekend for OU. I was blessed to again get an opportunity to to MC an event that Toby just happened to be on vacation for, so I get a nod. I'll talk about that. But with, with all of those disclaimers and all of those asterisks, is it okay to say, Josh Helmer, that we made it? Or do we have to wait until we sign off on Friday at noon? to have this kind of confidence. No, I'm, I'm ready to say that we've made it. I am ready this morning to say that we've made it. It's game week, baby. We, um, it's, di- I, let me, Toby brought this up and I, I we're going to rehash it quite a bit. And I'm, and I'm taken back a lot to the Brent Venables quote that we played from his interview with Dusty and Danny on ESPNU. And he talked about how, so many things have changed and how it's been a delicate process with both players and administration because Brent Venables taking the Oklahoma job would not be like, I mean, give me a myriad of places that had openings. Not It wouldn't be like Brent Venables taking over when Scott Frost gets fired. It wouldn't be like Brent Venables taking over at Miami or even where Auburn was whenever – you know, it was rumored that he was a coach. You know, Josh, there is a there is a, a not just long term, but a good recent history of success, right? I'm trying off the top of my head with seven of the last eight years with ten or more wins, four playoff appearances in the last what, five or six years? I think it's six years. Six straight conference championships at one point. When you come into a place and you say yeah, we're we're doing it different. That's that's sometimes tough for people. And you know, just just before we hit the air, I was doing a an interview on CBS Sports Radio, and the the host DA a Kansas City dude started his career in KC. DA asked a question that I want to pose to you, Josh, as we kick off game week, and it's not. It's not meant to be demeaning or taking a shot at the previous head coach because I feel like, you know, we've all moved past that. That, that That's a joke. But why do you feel? You know, you, you came into a situation. Things are pretty good. There's a new south end zone facility. You've got uh, brand new practice fields just outside of that brand new south end zone facility. You are, I mean, 
a, a passionate fan base to the nth degree. But why, Josh? Why do you feel that when Brent Venables came in, he felt the need to change so much? Why do you think that? Well, for one, Oklahoma hasn't won a national championship around here for a long, long time. And Brent Venables at Clemson has done that recently. Mm -hmm. So just from the the championship DNA standpoint, Oklahoma's been winning Big 12 championships, but they, they haven't been winning national championships. So there is a little bit somewhere probably to tweak from a from an attitude, from a culture perspective for Oklahoma. Plank, this is a program that hasn't been competitive on the big stage for the most part. The the Rose Bowl, yeah, could could have won that one, but the other three appearances were laughers for Oklahoma. So you you see that, you take that in and then I think just Generally speaking, a head coach taking over anywhere, you want that program to to resemble you, right? To reflect some of your own characteristics. So just the natural, hey, this is this is my baby now. This is my yeah. program. Yeah, and and I here's I answer the question very similarly. I said number one, this program's national championship trophy's got a little dust on it, right? It's and and I think every season when you're I mean, go down the laundry list of schools. Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, Texas A&M, Georgia. I mean, Oregon, even places like there, – there's a lot of schools. I was going to say places like Clemson, Florida State, right? I mean, even with some of their skewed opinions of themselves. But all of these programs, they don't go into a season where it's, gosh, if we can just get bowl eligible, right? They, Man, if we could just get over 500. Every single one of these programs go into it with not just an expectation to win their conference, but an expectation to win a national championship, or at the very least, play for one. And, I, I mean, that's, that's the goal. The, the standard is the standard. And that standard is going to be championships. And so it seems – and I don't know. I, you, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. I don't feel like there's been much pushback to it, right? I mean, for us, <laughs> I'll tape every show we want to do today if necessary. I couldn't care less. I'm just blessed to be a part of it. But even from doing the Rudy show a little bit later on a Monday night to moving the press conference to a Tuesday, essentially early morning, like none of those things bother me. Um, but I'm very greedy and jealous. I'm just I want to see this team win. And I don't mind having Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday afternoon where I could do some prep and dive in a little deeper and work on this show and work on the podcast, <laughs> right? It's just that's fine by me. I, But in general, Josh, I haven't seen this pushback. And, again, I'm not in on administrative meetings, so I don't know what those are like, right? I don't know if there has been that, hey, I know you've – let's just use this as an example. I know you've spent this – when it comes to our staff and our personnel, we're going to spend this. I know this has been what it's been in the past when it comes to facilities and you know where we're going to put our facilities, but this is what it needs to be now. I don't know what those pushbacks are like. I have no clue. But I feel like, Josh, from what you hear from the players and where you know something is minor is practice in the afternoon instead of practice in the morning, uh, something is maybe even minor as coaching shows being moved around, 
I think everybody in, in players, most importantly here, I feel like everyone's been pretty receptive to it so far, right? I don't feel like you've seen anyone that's like, well, this is how we did it. I think everybody realizes, hey, this is how we did it, but this is how we're going to do it, and we're going to win, and this is how we're going to do it, and this is how we're going to win. I don't feel like you've seen that like maybe maybe you could have if it was someone that wasn't named Brent Venables or someone who didn't coach here before. Like if, if, if Dan Lanning, just I'm, I'm vamping here a little bit, if someone outside of the family had come in and suddenly started saying, this is what needs to be done, this is what needs to be changed, we might be a little bit hesitant. Like, oh, but it, it's Brent Venables, and he's got the rings, and we've fallen in love with what Woody Glass and Thad Turnipseed have done in, in, in kind of streamlining things away from the field. So, I don't know, I just I don't feel like there's been pushback to anything he's wanted to do so far, and I think that's good. And quite frankly, there shouldn't be any pushback to anything that Brent Venables want, wants to do. From the administrative side, definitely doesn't feel like yeah, no, there's been you're right. a, a lot of pushing back right there either. I mean, he has gotten Brent Venables and this staff. They've gotten what they've asked for. And now there's really one thing left to do, and that's to go out and look like the Oklahoma that you, I, everybody else expects this Oklahoma team to look like versus UTEP and beyond. And these players, again, they, they if they want to be successful with Brent Venables and with this coaching staff, they should be buying in to what sure. this guy's selling. I mean, this is somebody that's coached and won national championships. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, that's just it, – it's all kind of window dressing, right? It, it, it's all kind of just talk now as we have a game to prepare for. But – I'm excited. It's a different feel in game week. I don't I don't know if it's something that we've experienced in a long time. You know, even even when Lincoln coached his first season in 2017 after Bob retired, I still felt like Josh there was the familiarity of of so many new faces or so many of the same faces on the coaching staff what yeah. Yeah, Dennis Simmons who would come in and, and Ruffin McNeil, but you know, it was still very much had a, had a Bob Stoops thumbprint on it. And this is just – it's different, man, and I'm excited about it. I'm so – I don't know how you feel. And I'd love this question to permeate throughout the week at 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Take advantage of the super secret text line if you have it on this too. Or even the – the old school way, pick up the phone and call us at 405-329-9000 on the Riverwind Casino call-in line. What are we most intrigued by? What are we most looking forward to? What is it that has us on the edge of our seat about Saturday? Because I feel like my answer is very generic and very blanket, but I think it's one we'd hear from a lot of people as well. And it's simply this, Josh. I just want to see how it looks. I just want to see how it looks. Um, are there nuanced conversations in there? You bet. You bet. Um, what's the rotation like at linebacker or on the defensive line? How often is the rotation? Has has a surprise locked up a spot on the offensive line? Is Is the running back position as strong as it's been made to be? And how much does this late transfer portal addition actually factor in, if at all? You know, there's nuanced conversations in there. We could nerd out on receiver depth, and I'm sure we will. 
but I, I know it's I know it's generic, Josh, but I'm just I don't know how else to put it except I'm just really excited to see how it looks. Aren't you? Bird's eye view, that's yes. kind of what I'm watching for as well with Oklahoma. I want to see that team for really the entirety of this first game show me that, you know what, we are still a little ticked off about the way the end of last season played out. We do have pride in this being the University of Oklahoma, and there is a, there's a new standard, new right. sheriff in town, <laughs> and this is what it's going to look like every single snap. I want to see some of that just, again, big picture view of Oklahoma. I know, again, it's it's kind of – it's kind of low-hanging fruit type conversations, but I'd love it just to to permeate throughout the week. Maybe, maybe you're driving around on a on a Wednesday night, and you think, "Huh." Just realized I'm listening to Coach's Corner. This is something I'm looking forward to. Hit us up. I want to hear the because we've had excitement leading into seasons. I mean, I could go year by year, right? year by year, and lay out the reasons why, and understandably so. This one hits different. And I'm it, it, it's hitting different for all the right reasons, right? All, all the things that we've seen in the 180 fan confidence has done this offseason. But now we get to see what it looks like. Now we get to see what it looks like on the field. And listen – I feel like this disclaimer needs to put out there, and Ted brings this up a lot. It's not going to be perfect. There's, you know, it's they're not. They might go out and roll after watching UTEP on Saturday night, but it's not going to be perfect. It's and by the way, it's never going to be perfect for Brent Venables and his coaching staff. But it's not going to be perfect, and there'll be growing pains. But man, I'm so intrigued. Hell, I want to see, I want to see Brent on the sidelines. I want to see how Coach Venables is as a coach. I mean, from what he's said, there isn't going to be a get-back coach. Oh, boy. Right? And there is a certain game management that I'm intrigued to see. Is he going to be a risk taker? Is he going to be a – you know, that's the football way now, right? The Brandon Staley's of the world. When it's for Northwestern did it this week fourth and one from what was that josh like they're 34 when they went for it this weekend northwestern among the most conservative approaches in college football did it i'm intrigued to see what it looks like and i want to hear from you 405-651-3439 air comfort solutions text line what the phones to at 405-329-9000 it's game week we're talking sooner football right here live live from campus today i'm on campus getting set for our first taping of coach's corner right here on the home sooner fans all right welcome into the plank show right here on the ref with josh helmer i'm chris plank now it Josh, we actually something very unique in the show today. We had Chris jump on hold before the show even started, which I love to take your calls at 405-329-9000. We have a three-hour show now. We can open it up a little bit, so it's all good. But it's up to you if you want to start by hitting some of the text messages or get Chris in here on the phones. I think we just fully clean the palette. Let's hit a couple of texts, and then we can hop to the phones and 
then we'll have touched all bases. There you go. I think that's good. 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Um, here's, here's one. Jim in Arlington. OU football natty trophy has four to five inches of dust. I was talking about. You know, we – we, we talked this morning, I did a show on Mad Dog, and we talked about fans that live in the past, right? And I said, you know, unfortunately for Oklahoma fans, they've had this recent run of success, but a lot of those conversations were having to go back 20, 22 years when you're talking about a championship. So it's been, it's been right on that level, right, Josh? Knocking on the door, but I think I agree with Jim. Hey, you know, now's the time over the next two to three years to try to take advantage of this window. Absolutely, and – these chances that Oklahoma's had recently haven't really felt like, you know, the 2008 team or some of those early 2000s chances in a lot of respects. I know 2017 would be the difference of all of those years. A lot of people feel like that's the one that got away for Oklahoma, but th- there is some dust. Yeah, sure there is on the trophy case. Um, 405, right? I've been hopeful leading into every season since 2017. I'm excited for this one, and it's a completely different feel. Yeah, I. that's what I'm trying to quantify this week. And I know that it, it might sound nerdy, and it, and it really truly is, but what, what is that? You know, what, what is it that you're most looking forward to? It feels different. It's got a different attitude. It's had a different buildup. It's had a different excitement level. But what what truly is it, Josh? Like, what is it that's quantifiable from what we've we viewed and what we've heard and what we've just kind of immersed ourselves in that has this most excited? Is it just that belief in Brent Venables, which is fine? Is it seeing Dylan Gabriel? Is it knowing the defense is 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 pushing to be the first bus in? Like what? What is that? Because I, and maybe it's a combination of of all of them, and it's just going to be impossible to single out one thing. But I don't know. It's just it's a different level of excitement. It really truly is. The quantifiable portion. First off, it's the coaching staff. It's Brent Venables. It's it's Lebby. It's Miguel Chavis. It's everything that has been put together at Oklahoma. And your faith, your belief in Brent Venables. The, the quantifiable per- portion of that, obviously we don't have football games to react to yet, though we're getting awfully close, are we not? The quantifiable yeah. portion for this staff, though, is look what they've done on the recruiting trail, man. True. Look at the way they closed last year. I mean, that's what gives you faith to believe in what this group is doing. Number four now, all the way up to number four in this 2023 recruiting class after a pair of commitments to end last week. So it's just the way that they go about their business – that's the energy. It's hard not to believe in those guys right now. Um, Travis hit us up on the super secret text so line, and no one really talks about it, but I find it fascinating. He writes, special teams. Can we make kicks? Do we get aggressive in the return game? Can Turk punt a ball into the sun? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's wild because you see all these projections for like a sooner demise this season. And you see all of these hype and build-up for what Oklahoma and its former crew is going – Oklahoma's former crew, I should say, is going to do at USC. 
Josh, where would we be if it wasn't for Gabe Burkich last year, right? They, they, they might have lost three more games. Definitely could have lost to West Virginia, right? So it's a really good point. Now, you, you hope that this level of improvement means that you're not kicking as many important kicks and that you've got maybe a touchdown or a two-tug lead late in the game. You, you never know. But I would say, Josh, this is as unknown as we've been on special teams heading into the season. I agree with what Travis floated around out there. How aggressive is Oklahoma going to be? I think aggressive, right? I think it will be a return to sort of what we saw in those early 2000s Oklahoma teams where you, at times some of your best players are playing special teams. I love that. You, you could too. change a football game just based on the way that – Again, you attack special teams, and not that the previous regime was totally wrong. Oklahoma had explosive offenses, so maybe you don't want to risk losing a possession there, but I think just when you take that approach, it changes some of the identity about who your football team is, and Oklahoma I don't think is going to take that approach anymore. Me neither. Me neither. Hey, what you mentioned recruiting. Uh, 929 on the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Hit us up on Twitter, Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Um, and I want to get Chris in here before the break. But was Friday one of the more surprising days in Sooner recruiting that we've had in a while? Yeah, absolutely. Just listening to the folks that would be in the know, and that was is Parker Thune, which you can hear obviously right here every single day alongside mm-hmm. Mike Steely and Tyler McComas. Basically, what he was sending out there into the social media sphere is, when we woke up on Friday, Anthony Evans was not picking Oklahoma. That's right. By the time we got done with Friday, Anthony Evans picked <laughs> Oklahoma. So, I mean, that just tells you a little bit about the the juice that this staff has right now. And I, I do think, you know, a, a lot of people have concluded that just because Brent Venables has a you commit to us, you're done taking visits philosophy – that you know that means the guys aren't going anywhere. But you know, you ask Coach Venables, they're gonna, they're still gonna be recruiting Anthony Evans because I'm willing to bet that Georgia's not quitting. <laughs> they're gonna stay on this kid. Um, from what I listened to all weekend, it appears as if his family was really big on wanting him to come to Oklahoma. But that was a sweet 180 that got pulled uh, on Friday, and I learned a new term on Friday, Josh, that I wasn't too familiar with, and maybe you were. Uh, the term fonged? Have have you heard of that one? Before? Oh yeah. He got fonged, 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 fonged. And I I had texted or I got a, a call from someone that I had missed. Someone very important. One of the five people that when they call me, I answer the phone. And I happened to miss this call. And I called this person back. And they simply said, What's going on? What's going on in recruiting? My phone's blowing up. I'm driving. The safest thing for me was just to call you because you were one of my last calls. <laughs> and I I said, Anthony Evans committed to Oklahoma. And I guess Steve Wilfong projected it. And the guy I was talking to said, oh, he got fonged. I'm like, what? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, when Steve Wilfong projects you to a place, that means you're going there. Yeah. Because so, he's the director of recruiting at 24-7 Sports, so when you get fonged, <laughs> that's a good sign. 
Uh, and then, you know, in addition to Anthony Evans, later on in the evening, Macari Vickers finally made it official. I'm a big Macari Vickers guy. What a story, right? Um, I think he's got the potential, and I know he's 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 battled with an ankle injury, but I'm real excited about his potential. I had a, a chance by happenstance to meet his parents, and his his mom and dad are awesome. It's you know it's it's weird now because when you meet family members, there's a party that's like, oh oh yeah, this 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 is a fit, and I kind of thought that from the first moment that I met them and then met Macari, so. I was really pumped to see Macari Vickers come in this week, and I think he's going to be great. And as you said, Josh, suddenly this place where everyone thought no one would come to, at the right. very least, is is in the top five in recruiting. How about that? That was always going to reflect so poorly on Lincoln Riley. I don't want to spend all of the remainder of this year and into next and the year after that dunking all over Lincoln Riley, though I'm sure others certainly will. But that was such a curious comment when he made that and it really had nowhere to go but negative for Lincoln Riley and again Brent Venables and this staff continues to make that little declaration by Lincoln Riley that ah, it's easier to recruit to USC than Oklahoma it just looks dumber and dumber by the passing second all right um, before we grab a break Chris has checked in early no better way to start off game week than with your calls at 405-329-9000 Chris welcome to the show what's going on man Oh, not so much. First of all, hey, I want to say I love the show. And uh, I was going to, and you've kind of hit around on what I was going to talk about. But uh, if you, I don't know if you watched the ESPN college preview. Mm-hmm. And all they talked about was Alabama, Georgia, and um, let's see, who else? Uh, Ohio Utah, State. Yeah. Ohio State. And, and then they had a big deal. You know, of course, they kind of had it uh, – Divided up, you know, they talked about mascots, and they talked about coaches, and those you've got about probably maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And, um, you know, it just kind of made me sick, and then they had uh, a big deal about Lincoln Riley. Well, the big difference is, and the word you were looking for a while ago was integrity. We didn't have integrity, but now we got integrity. And I think it means a lot, means a lot to the families that we go recruit to. And all down the line, and and I am locked and loaded and ready for the season. It just makes me sick. But uh, I know you said you're over the the uh, Lincoln Riley deal. I tell you what, we got slapped Pearl Harbor big time by him, and I hope it comes back to him in spades. So that's me looking at through my crimson colored glasses. But I'm excited too. But I just wanted your comments about how and and, and you know. We didn't win a national championship, or, right. or you know, and I understand all that, but it's just like I'm ready for Oklahoma to get some respect. You know, it's interesting, so, Chris. I appreciate it, Chris. Have yeah, a good one, man. Good. Can, can you say that? Okay, here's what I would say. I yeah, I don't know if you can. Um, um, I appreciate Chris's passion. I'll tell you something. I used to have this mindset when it comes, and I think maybe maybe this is an age thing. Right. Maybe it is. Or maybe, you know, I've noticed I have a much I have a much shorter attention span or a level of grace for things that people suddenly find funnier and entertaining. Now, and I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life or this is not worth my time. ESPN, I didn't get to watch and I don't know what they were trying to do with game day on Saturday, but. We got someone in Lee Corso's backyard. You got Fowler and a student or not Fowler. Um. 
why, why am I blanking? A Reese Davis in a studio. You got Kirk Kerbstreet in his living room and Desmond Howard. I just I don't know what they were trying to do. And I and I think that's what he's referring to. I think he's referring to the game day show. Because I, I'm just I'm watching this and they did. It was a very short segment on the big uh, the Big Twelve period and a little mention of OU. But that frustrates me. Well, you know who probably digs it? Brent Venables. They're not talking about you. Why are they not talking about you, Josh? Because respect is not owed, it's earned. And that's something we've heard. And listen, in case you guys can't tell, I'm all in with the analogies, man. I think BV has hit it out of the park when it comes to that level of expectation for these guys. So... Yeah, it's, it gets very frustrating to me too. I, I know, I think I know what you're talking about, and it's like, oh look at look at this. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit goes on there and picks Nebraska to win the Big Ten West. So I mean, how, how much more do you have to worry about the the amount of or lack of attention they're given? Right, Josh? Yeah. I mean, it, it they'll is learn it. it. They'll, they'll learn it. it. They'll learn it. Uh, the shocking thing in regards to all of that was, I guess David Pollock is now fully on board the Oklahoma train. It's like the most shocking development. No, it was. It was, and then the the like the wording on his on his tweet. tweet yeah, um, that that part was not good. I was like, what what are you what are you trying to say? Um, but people are starting to take notice, and I think that's part of my excitement. Nanny TT hit us up on Twitter and said it's the mindset, hope, the joyful expectation of something good. We believe, and maybe that's it. Maybe it doesn't have to be nuanced or more in-depth, and maybe it doesn't have to be what's the why. Maybe it doesn't have to be uh, I, need, I need a little bit more of an explanation. Maybe it's just the realization that this is a dude in Brent Venables that we, that we believed in, the royal we. And I think even you know every fan of every Big 12 school would say, yeah, I said, dude, this got some juice, right? Kansas State fans wanted him to be their head coach. And – now we're just fascinated to see what all this this talk and all this buzz and all this buildup, what it looks like on the field Saturday. I can't wait. Um, we haven't taken our bottom of the hour break, have we? No. Uh, we should probably do that. <laughs> it's 938. The Plank Show is on campus at the University of Oklahoma in anticipation of a big day of shows. You'll have the fallout, the highlights from the Jeff Levy and um, – Ted Roof press conferences today. We'll have tonight the Rudy's shows starting at 7 p.m. And then Brent Venable's press conference tomorrow. All covered to the nth degree right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. 405-329-9000 on the Riverwind Casino line. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3400. Three nine. Um, this off the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line from the nine one eight on a game week. On a game week, game week. Um, this is a uh, like a triple shot from the nine one eight. This is all good stuff. In fact, gosh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, looks like Riley's got a QB, but does he have an offensive line that can protect Mister NIL so he can look good for the cameras? Come showtime. Listen, here's the thing. Um, USC is going to destroy Rice on Saturday. I mean, absolutely annihilate him. And that will 
really kicked the bandwagon into high gear. I did a show this morning with a guy who's like, I've got USC as my fourth team in. And I was like, okay, just let him roll. I'm not going to fight with anyone over it because that's the great debate, right? Who's number four in the playoffs? And everyone's got their jaw-dropping, shocking pick. I, oh, USC's not going to the playoffs. But as long as people want to get into this mode of, yeah, here, look out, here they come, Lincoln Riley, blah, blah, blah. No. Oklahoma would probably be a four-team playoff pick, too, if Lincoln was still here. And we know how it's panned out the last couple of seasons. So let them get their hype. Let them get their buzz. Oklahoma. What's what's the phrase that everyone kind of lost their mind about but every student athlete is using? Dirty work done in the dark. Like I've heard that used about 50 times from about 50 different schools now, and everyone made fun of it whenever it first came out. They had the 918 ads. Levy did get a little praise as the second-best offensive coordinator from college to game day. Well, I'm telling you what, Jeff Levy's got a chance to send his stock into the stratosphere this year. Right, Josh? Was Lincoln Riley their top-rated offensive coordinator? Yeah, I don't know. Help me out, 918. I don't know. I'm I'm sure he probably was. That's just the way I – that's just the way that I would perceive it. Yes on Levy. I mean, he's got a chance to, like you you said, I mean, it's already been – wildly successful at both right. UCF and Ole Miss. And, you know, for you and I and everybody listening out there, most of you, very well aware about Jeff Levy's accomplishments at Ole Miss. Oklahoma, though, for him, it, it does, yes, take it to a different category. Mm-hmm. If you do what you did at Ole Miss here at Oklahoma, all of a sudden every college football fan knows who Jeff Levy is. Can I add one more thing here on Levy real quick? Before we um, – and, and listen, show's got a structure to it today, peeps. 10 a.m., we're going to talk some Scott Frost. We're going to talk about that disaster in Ireland. Though it, I did find it kind of funny that at the stadium they decided when the, when the machines went down, instead of finding a way to – to make sure they could have cash purchases, they just gave away all their beer and food. Yeah, that was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Gosh. Um, but so we're going to talk Scott Frost and what we learned on Saturday. Um, I, I, I want to share some stories from an amazing Friday night that I experienced celebrating the O2 Final Four team for OU basketball, listening to Kelvin Sampson and, and that crew talk on, on Saturday or Friday night. I want to share some of that. Um, volleyball got off to a rocking start. I know Lindsey Gray Walton is going to join us on Mondays. I need to double check if she's starting today or not. But yeah, it, it was. We got a lot to get to from the weekend. But I want to, I want to spend this whole first hour on OU, and we have. I'll say this about Jeff Levy. I didn't know the guy before he came here, right? Um, hadn't met him. Ted had always spoken very highly of him. I felt like all the stories around Jeff Levy we're always pretty negative, right? What what we have? he was taping us on the sidelines whenever they played Tulsa. They played Tulsa in like 13 or 14. And Philip Montgomery was head coach at Tulsa. So Levy was there because he worked with with Monty over at Baylor. And I remember everyone losing their mind about that. The obvious ties to his father-in-law, but I'm going to tell you this. Spend some time around him. He's an awesome guy. He's a rock star and he's going to be a head coach. There's no if, ands, or buts about him. I have, you know, this, I've been pretty grateful this summer that 
Toby's schedule has aligned with some events that needed an MC. <laughs> I've been very grateful for that. Thank you, T-Row. Uh, Friday night was a great example of it. The um, the OU, OU Club deal, couple Sooner Club deal a couple weeks ago is a great example of it. But the one that maybe I'm most grateful for was the ladies' clinic because I got a chance to, to, to talk to, get to know a little bit, right, as, as much as, as you can in that setting and sit in and watch him in a, in a meeting room. And I just – he's special, man. This is you – can, you can have people say what they want about past things, but, man, this is a good dude, and I am – I'm so excited to watch his offense work with Dylan Gabriel as the engineer, which gets us maybe to one of the big keys for this season, Josh. Got to keep Dylan Gabriel healthy, right? I mean, if he goes down, I know there's seven quarterbacks that we talk about quite a bit, and there's some guys that have played. Uh, the Bevel kid played in a bowl game last year. Micah Bowens has played before. But <laughs> you all love the name General Booty, and Nick Evers has a nice upside. But I think we're all in agreement here, Josh. When you talk about this season, number one, number one, got to keep Dylan Gabriel healthy. If you're talking more than just win a Big 12 championship, absolutely. And maybe even win a Big 12 championship. Yes, keep Dylan Gabriel healthy. We we know the ceiling for Oklahoma. We think, right? I guess we don't know. But we feel pretty confident the ceiling's quite a bit different with Dylan Gabriel playing quarterback. All right, um, gosh, these, these texts is rolling in like a slot machine. So we'll get a quick break. Uh, a slot machine when you're winning, baby. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll hit more of your texts, 405-651-3439, but the weekend. Oh, my gosh, week zero is here. Have a question about week zero and what caught my eye. We'll get Josh's answer next on the ref. <laughs> um, I get these tweets every now and then emails that are and we joke about it a lot on the show right they they are odds that are masked in promotional opportunities and places that are really good at it betonline.ag bovada is really good at it uh and inevitably you'll hear someone that say i I saw the, the Vegas number said this when it's really an offshore. It, it, it's like a semantics thing with me. I don't know why. Um, but I'll get sucked in here, Josh, because betonline.ag tracked and analyzed more than 500,000 tweets containing team names associated with keyword phrases and hashtags such as Super Bowl pick, win the Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, and so on. Okay. So they tallied the totals for each state. And uh, I don't think this would surprise you at all, but do you know what team Oklahoma was credited with choosing to go to the Super Bowl the most? The Dallas Cowboys. That would be correct. Oklahoma is one of four states – that is Wrong. all in on the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Oh, my bad. Yeah, all in. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, confusion moment. Is it New Mexico that's right next to Texas, or is it Arizona? I think it's New Mexico, right? So <laughs> I, get, I get confused as to which one is Arizona and New Mexico. 
uh, which one is Mississippi? That would be New Mexico. Right. There you go. Which one is Mississippi and which one is Alabama? I know which one is Georgia, and I definitely, definitely get confused every now and then between Michigan and Minnesota, but I digress. And Wisconsin in there, too. But New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, the four states that picked the Cowboys. Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas, and Nebraska. But that was it with Kansas City. I was kind of surprised. Do you want to take a guess as to which team, according to this very scientific study, was picked by the most states to win the Super Bowl? I won't lie, I was surprised. Most picked to win the Super Bowl. I, I guess it's not it's not the Dallas Cowboys. So. It's not. It is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, New York City, I guess. Well, not just that. Illinois, the Dakotas, huh. both pick Buffalo. At, I said Atlanta. Georgia, Virginia, North Carolina. What are we doing? Poor Georgia. They can't pick the Falcons. How dare they? Twelve states have the Bills. As their pick to win the Super Bowl. It's a good pick. <laughs> right? Uh, by the way, the breakdown went like this. The Rams had five states. Cowboys, Broncos, Patriots, four states. Buccaneers had three, which was also the same number as the Raiders, Chiefs, and Bengals. Some moron picked the Saints. Um, all right, so there's a little NFL odds for you. And that got me away from Sooner Talk. So, as we talk college football next, we owe you some Sooner Talk. Your Air Comfort Solutions text as well, right here on The Ref.